whatever you want to do, I think you have to not be scared to go into that career. And you have to like jump fully in. You are now tuning in to the Roughnecks Podcast with your host, Cole Nixon. Much love. One last thing before we get into today's episode. A lot of people ask how they can support the podcast. Well, I have a couple easy ways. The first way is just listen and subscribe. And another thing you can do is go follow the Roughnecks podcast on social media. We're on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, Facebook, and YouTube as well. If you get something out of today's show, then do me a favor. Share it with a friend. If you really want to go above and beyond to support the podcast, then head over to roughnextpodcast.com and get you some of that merch. I appreciate all of the support, but let's get into today's episode. up everybody welcome to another episode of the roughnecks podcast this is episode 89 which means that episode 90 i had to think about that for a second i don't know why but episode 90 is coming this friday which means it is q a friday number four we need questions for this episode to make it possible so send over any questions that you have and me and a guest will sit there and answer them you'll get to hear them this friday on q a friday but joining me today is somebody with the same exact name as me we just got different last names, but we went to college together. Cole Antle, welcome to the Roughnecks podcast. Yeah, what's going on, guys? Yeah, I'm a, I, wish I, I wish I was the, the Friday guy for the Q&A Friday. It sounds like hey, a good time. I'll bring you on for a Q&A Friday if you want. I mean, I got plenty of them. Every 10 episodes, we do a Q&A Friday. I'm in. I'm sure some people have some questions about real estate. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, I probably I have some questions about real estate. Can you find me something really cheap, but also is really nice? <laughs> Yeah, you're uh, you're, looking, you're asking the wrong guy in the wrong market for that. But um, um, so tell the Roughnecks listeners kind of like who you are, just to kick off this episode. Yeah, so like you said, it, my name is Cole. Um, I grew up in Grove City, Ohio. Um, went to Grove City High School. Um, been an athlete my whole life. I played basically every sport you could think. Realized football wasn't my thing. I let this Cole take that that reins there and. Uh, I decided to play baseball, so I played baseball in college at Ohio Wesleyan, where I met Cole here. Um, and from there, I've kind of graduated with a degree in economics, and then I've, I've kind of positioned myself to be in real estate full-time, both as a realtor and a, and a property manager slash investor um, since then. So that's kind of a little bit about me. I don't know how much detail I'm supposed to go into this. That's um, up to you, man. You can make it as long as short as you want. We'll probably get into more of who you are here throughout the episode, but yeah. It's always funny how, you know, we actually, since you were an economics major, I was a marketing major. We had quite a few classes together. So many. And for some reason, I feel like we did it. I mean, professors don't call on you during class a whole lot when you're in college. Mm-hmm. But like we, for some reason, always sat like right behind you. Like one was right in front of the other because right. what was it? Um, uh, Dr. Brian, good old Dr. Brian's class. Glenn, Glenn. Senior Sim, that class was wonderful. Let me tell you. The hardest class, I think, one of the hardest classes that they ever taken. It really was. And like, you had to actually go to class. <laughs> like, yeah. we all knew those classes in college. We we're like, ah, we can skip a day here and there. Like, I wasn't one that got skipped class a lot of times, but like, 
because as athletes, we couldn't really skip. It was a kind of a pain in the butt. But like his class, if you skip class, you would come the next time being like, what in the world happened last class? Yeah. And I think we had that uh, assignment, like where we were like, making our own business mm. and nobody knew what the fuck was going on. <laughs> I've had all, for most of his assignments, I don't think most people knew what was going on. No, I was always partnered up with Madison, who also had no idea what was going on. So that was... yeah, but she she always acted like she didn't know what was going on, but then like for some reason would get an A on the assignment. And you're like, I thought you didn't know how to do the assignment. I got a B or I got a C. How did you yeah. get an A? Well, speaking of, are you going to her wedding? Uh, I don't think I was invited. Really? <laughs> Unless I well, I don't know. I didn't I didn't get an invite, I don't think. Yeah, I got one, but I, like they're not bringing plus ones, I guess. So Oh. I'll tell my I'll tell my girlfriend that she's she's sitting home on that one, but she better be picking me up because I'm not gonna be drivable. Yeah, exactly. We're, we're moving around uh, the area here. Uh, I don't. I have no idea. I'm not gonna lie. I'm very bad at planning in advance. Like I just kind of weird work. seeing like it was weird, you know, in the height or when we just got to college. Like I'm sure you see all it too. Like you have a few people here and there get engaged and have a kid or whatever. But now I'm like people were all out of college so like it's like left and right there somebody's pregnant somebody's engaged somebody just got married and it's like whoa uh i don't even have a girlfriend so well what's crazy to me like it's like you see all that i was just talking about this with uh joey remember joey watts yeah yeah so he's still my roommate um here in hilliard and we were just talking about that the other day like 23 is really not that like crazy of an age to be getting engaged and, and having a kid, but it still, for some reason, feels like teen pregnancy. I don't know why. Yeah. <laughs> when I see my friends getting pregnant. I'm like, okay, that shouldn't be. It shocks me, and I don't know why. Yeah. So you you went and became you were an economics major. What made you go into like realtor and that all that kind of stuff? Was that kind of your plan that you had, or does that just kind of happen? Yeah, so I mean, it all okay. So like, it's kind of a crazy, not crazy story, but so it started freshman year. Um, I had no idea what I wanted to do. Um, I just knew I wanted. I liked economics. I liked the math behind it. It all made sense to me. Um, but I really didn't have like a, a a vision for what I wanted to do. So freshman year, I went to Madisonville, Kentucky, to play baseball. Um, so you had to play summer ball somewhere. It was just really nice league. So I, I played. I played there. Stayed with the host family. Had a great experience there but this one guy on our team his name is Bernie Sanchez I don't know if anybody out there that might be listening might know who he is that's a heck of a name yeah yeah so you know he's a, he's a good guy um he he was uh doing wholesaling which is like a different form of real estate which I now know like I personally wouldn't do it but like back then he was doing it and he just started out I think he made like 12 grand that summer and so like to me I was like holy shit Twelve grand in the summer as a broke college kid, you're like, oh, yeah, I was like, interesting. Uh, yeah, I was, I was working a parking garage company job in college. I was like, dude, twelve grand, you could do that. And like, so I obviously started. I was asking them all summer about how it, how it works, and obviously that was at like a, a base level of real estate. And I think that's what a lot of people get into. Um, they see that because they they think like that's like the get rich quick. They see wholesaling, and it's like this obviously opened up their eyes. So like that kind of got me into real estate. So I, I would do like, I would do some research and the more I got into like doing research and, and understanding actually what real estate is, I started to get more and more interested in, in the freedom that it could give you um, long-term. Obviously it's not, a, it's not a short-term play. Like they make it out to be to get people hooked in. Um, and so I took a, I, I was super interested in it, took a class. I guess I would kind of round out how I 
got to where I am. Um, I took a class at Ohio Wesley, and it was a real estate class, the worst class I think I've ever taken. Like, That's funny how it works out. <laughs> yeah, the, it's like so. Barb McLeod teached it. All right, that makes a hundred percent sense now. Anybody yeah. listening that goes to Ohio Wesleyan, even if you were not even in the business like side of things, everybody knew Barb. Yeah, she wasn't it. <laughs> so it was the first time they, they just opened up the class, and I switched my whole schedule around taking this class. Right, and so I like I get in there, I was super pumped to do it. And like, it was the first time this class was offered. And she like the first day was like, I don't even know what I'm teaching. Cause it's the first time I ever taught it. Like, we're just going to go with the flow. I didn't learn a thing. I don't, I couldn't tell you one thing I remembered from that class. It didn't make any sense. We all got A's because I think she just felt bad. But in our class and his name's Andy Warnock. And uh, like, she was all pumped about him the whole time. And I was like, like he kept like pushing back, pushing back. I was like, I don't even know if this guy's ever going to speak. And so like he finally spoke to us on Zoom when like a whole COVID thing just hit. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was speaking and the, and the things he was saying about real estate and what he did, it was exactly what I like always wanted to do, but, and then some, right? So like he had like, he has like 2,500 properties, does real estate development, does loan on the other side, like officiates loans just all around in real estate and like the things he was saying, like things he thought when he was in college, I was like, like what I'm saying now, like, Hey, you've done everything and more for what I wanted to do. Is there any shot I could just get lunch with you anyway? And he was like, it, him being the guy he is, he was like, yeah, for sure. So we got lunch and then that we, we had a good lunch, good conversation, nothing really too crazy. And then like six months later, I think it was, it was the summer. And I um, reached back out to him just to kind of touch base again. Cause I haven't talked to him in a while. And I was like, you want to get lunch again? And he was like, yeah, sure. And then one other time I got lunch with him because we had to for one of Glenn's classes. Mm-hmm. It was a, uh, no, it was a, uh, I think it was the same senior Sam. Yeah. We, was, did we uh, have to do, we had to interview as like a uh, higher up or a CEO or something. Yeah. 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 So I, I interviewed him with that. And then after that, like I, I talked to him a couple of times and then I was like, Hey, like, do you, do you have any room where you'd have like a free, like I'll, I'll do it for free. I just want to pick your run. Like anything you need, like assistant wise, I'll do it. Right. And he was like, well, I'm actually starting this company here in Hilliard. Why don't you come on your winter break? Cause we had that long extended weird winter break. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause um, everything was weird with COVID that, so like we didn't have spring break, right? Yeah. So we, we like, didn't have a spring break, but we had a really long winter break, which it's like two months. Yeah. It was insane. I think my parents were ready to kill me. They're like, please go back to school, get out of the house. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Um, so I had a house in, in, in Delaware, so I was living there. So I, I didn't, I didn't have to go all the way back home, fortunately. Yeah, I was, um, I didn't have that luxury. I lived in dorms all four years. I had to get out of there, dude. I couldn't uh, do that. I wanted um, out so bad. But I did the internship and they, they just bought this office space in Hilliard, Ohio. It was like the ugliest, like straight out of 1970s, hasn't been touched since. 
It was a warehouse. It was gross. Um, and they just kind of threw me in there and was like, hey, like, here, start taking this stuff out, tearing out carpets or whatever. And, like, part of me was like, hey, like, I'm down to do whatever. Then the part of me was like a huge awakening because I was like, like, I thought this was real estate. Like, I, I want to get behind the numbers of it. And here they are, like, I'm fucking tearing up carpet. I don't want to be the one doing the remodel. I want to be the one. Yeah. Like, I'm like, I'm like, dude, I, I, I spent 40K on a degree in economics. You're telling me, like. I got a degree for what? Like I'm out here tearing up carpet. Like this sucks. And so I did that the whole winter break, um, which I'm, I'm not, I wasn't very good with my hands also to, to let you know, like, I mean, I was growing, born in Grove city. Didn't really have to live the life you live. <laughs> yes. Like I wasn't interested in any of that. Like I didn't really care to do any of that, but like that winter, I kind of learned that and I did the whole summer or the whole winter. didn't complain. And then he was like, well, that was kind of just like really a test. Like we wanted to see if you would really do whatever it takes. Like here's a, here's a position for you when you get out of college. And I was like, like as the accounting guy and property manager. And I was like, holy shit. Like, and don't get me wrong. Like I, I've learned to kind of like grow, like love that kind of stuff. So it's like, now that I'm still doing what I'm doing, I still have that degree in economics. And sometimes I'll be pulling weeds in the summer and like just the other day, like we had a, one of our dumpsters was full um, in one of our apartment complexes and like diapers were overflowing and guess I'd pick that shit up. <laughs> but like there's cool rewards to it. So that's kind of, I, I got into real estate with him, um, seeing the things he does. And now I get to be a part of some of them. Long story short, that's kind of how I got into real estate and how I am in it now. Yeah, you said a lot there that I kind of want to dive into. Like the first thing that you said is like, you know, we come in freshman year and like I want any young listeners out there or somebody who's in their freshman or even sophomore year, really, you know, or even really junior year. Like we all we don't really know exactly what's next. We have an idea of maybe what you do. Huh? I'd say even when you graduate, like most of the time you might not know what you're doing either. Uh, heck we're almost what a year out and i still don't know what i'm doing <laughs> like i have a job i have a full-time job I, that, that I, love. I think that's common yeah it really mm-hmm. is and like the thing is is you're gonna constantly go through it to where like you don't know what's next you don't know exactly you may have an idea i mean there's very few people that you see that are like i'm going to college for this and it goes exactly how they planned it they get out they go get their dream job and they're they're good that's not the normal thing like it's really not and it's yeah. okay if anybody young listening, if, it's a, if, if you have no idea what you're even going to college for, it's all right to be undecided. I wish I would have been undecided, to be honest, because I would have got out those some of those dumb general education classes up front instead of like, you know, trying to, I was, I was apparently wanted to do computer science. I don't know. Oh, dude. Do that. I took one class of computer science. No, that's just the worst possible major you could have. Yeah, I took three and i got a c a d and another c so i was like well this is definitely not but like another thing that you said like you took you did what you had to do you took that first step which was you know here's a possible connection that you came across you reached out to them you did what that's like showing that you're interested that's showing and like what i really like that you said too is you were like you know what do you have anything that i could do for free like 
that's right there just showing you're willing to learn you're willing to do what it takes and that's sometimes yeah it sucks but sometimes you have to start there and it can help benefit you in the future but it also like proves to them like i want to do this like this is something that i want to do mm-hmm. and he uh he even said he was like that was the, that was the selling like we talk about it sometimes now too um and he's like that was like the selling point for me like i want people that are not afraid to get um down dirty because like real estate like a lot of people just think it's like all glamour they think like they're like oh it's big houses like Mm -hmm. it's money real quick like everybody there is rich it's it's not like that like like there's there were some nights even even now like if if something happens like we had a we had a fire the other night at one of our um places it was like it was like in december it was like midnight i had to get up and i had to rush over there and, and and see what's going on Sometimes I'll get calls at, at four in the morning because tenants are like their, their heaters broke or, or something's going on in their place, like their basement flooded. And like that, that's now on me at like four, 3 a.m. to figure out. I got to call our, our guys who would do that. I got to go there and figure it out myself. Um, and that's just the things that people don't think about. Like every, every job like is going to have something that sucks and you just got to be willing to do it. Because you're probably not going to do it forever, but you got to yeah. do it at the beginning exactly did you so i wanted to ask you you know you had to go in you tear out the cars but do all that crap did you find that potentially useful for your future or was that something that almost just kind of helped seal the deal with getting the job oh dude 100 percent. i think like i I, one i enjoy it now so like we had a we had a unit that that somebody left and it's the one i currently live in now and i was like like he was like hey here you can you can live in this um for like whatever my rent is and he was like he was like what what do you want to do Do you want our maintenance guy to fix up i was like no i'd like to kind of take a crack at it and fix like i wanted to paint the walls i wanted to change the outlets like because i feel like just in life that would help me and too if i want to be in real estate and and continue doing investments um i should probably learn it'd be be beneficial to know it'd be beneficial to know that's like I, i i i redid this place um painted it and i learned a lot from that, like, so like the first day, so I, I tell people this sometimes, like the first day I was, uh, I, w- I was working and like, we just had, we had, we didn't have anything like accounting base. Like it was all just like straight, like I'd be physical labor. Like I was, like I was crawling in insulation at our office building, like running wires to the attic. It sucked. It was like 105 degrees. Um, but I didn't know how to put, like, I didn't know how to, just to show you how terrible I was in my hands. I didn't know how to put the the drill bit in the drill and take it out. <laughs> I wish I was fucking exaggerating, dude. <laughs> but I we all had that moment though. It doesn't matter if you are somebody who does it like every day now. We all had that moment when we first did it, where we we're like, "How in the fuck do you do this, dude?" I, I had a I had a crazy good GPA major in economics, and I like I thought I was smart. You threw me in physical labor. I was like, I'm the dumbest dude out here. But now I got to the point like where through that, through the physical labor I did the first six months, I was able to almost renovate a whole apartment building. Mm-hmm. So like, it's just crazy, especially like the little bit of not like how like a little bit of time I had, the amount of knowledge I gained just by doing that shitty physical labor that for the most part, nobody wants to do. There's some people that love it. I'm, I'm not one of those, I'm yeah, weird. One of those people. <laughs> Me and- I don't mind it. Every all like the, of our uh, crew because we put in fiberglass pools. Like there's four of us, and every one of us like people are like, "Do you like it?" And we're like, "Oh, we love it." We like my boss's favorite day is concrete day. 
now it's my yeah. i hate that day but he loves it he's like it's just so fun and i'm like it's terrible it's all what the, it's it's literally awful like i am sore after concrete day but like it 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 really is i'm one of those people that loves manual labor i just i've grown up my entire life that's all i've really ever known what's so crazy though is every job i had leading up to this one was manual labor so you think if i hated it so much i wouldn't keep like i worked at two golf courses as maintenance guy like <laughs> i don't know why but i was like one of those guys that was raking sand bunkers doing all the physical outdoor labor and i hated it i don't know why i kept doing it but <laughs> so you said that the guy you work for he has 2500 properties throughout yeah th- yeah so is that like normal? Like, I honestly don't know. That's me asking. Like, what is a normal amount? I mean, you guys are a relatively big company, correct? No. So we're really no. We're a company of, a company of five people. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, you're not that big. No, we're not big. Where's most? Like, where do you sell? Like, where's most of your stuff at? So most of our stuff now is in Hilliard, okay. um, and, and we're kind of so. So the owner lives here. I live here now. His kids are going to go to to Hilliard schools probably bradley i think okay. um they love the area they want to change the area and like obviously i gotta i gotta be a part of that so our, our, our main job right now is like finding voids in hilliard itself and fixing them real estate wise they had no office space we brought office space they had no they didn't have a field house or like anywhere to go play sports we brought that there we're currently trying to bring some other stuff there but uh i'd say i, I don't know i can't speak for him but the company's holdings are all in Hilliard, mm-hmm. like commercial, residential. We have a, a a large portfolio, I think, in in Hilliard. Is it so? I feel like this. That's also a reward of what you do now, too. Like you guys talked about building the community. Like that's something that you know it's beneficial. One for you, commission wise, but two, like also like you're seeing the company grow, you're seeing the commit community grow and like just almost brings the community together, like bringing a sports complex and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Like you, you'd be surprised, like the amount of people we have, like that call us and be like, man, like we needed this bad. Like this is, this is awesome. Like they, they come in like, wow, you guys did a great job. This is what Hilliard needed. Like that kind of gives you like the, the satisfaction, like, Hey, what I'm doing actually matters to this community. And it kind of brings the, the community together and it's, and it's awesome to go to events and people see like they, they ask you like what you guys are up to next because they're so interested in what you're doing it makes you feel like you're, you're you're putting something out there that's why i love living here now mm-hmm. because like I'm, I'm like i feel like i'm changing a community a and i feel bit. like that makes it feel less like a job mm-hmm. and like yeah. it almost because we talked in last episode well it's 86 or 85 and 87 i don't remember which part it was in but we talked about like you you're when you have a job and it's hard for a lot of us to find it at first but like your job like your career shouldn't be like you shouldn't be doing it for the money like Mm -hmm. i heard it on a podcast or read it i think one time and it was like you should love your job so much that you do it free and now granted we need the money like to live but like that's how you should view your job like it because in because be honest like we've all seen it I know I personally have like with my, you know, direct family where they get into a job that they absolutely hate, but mm-hmm. they never do anything about it. It's important to like find something that you love to do because I broke it down one day of like, it's in one of the episodes where I looked at like, you know, say you do work 40 hours a week at that job and then you multiply that by, you know, 52 weeks a year, you're spending like 25% of your year at your job. So like you kind of want it to be something that you enjoy doing. 
Right. And I can, I can honestly say I wake up every day excited to do what I do, learn what's going on next, both in the, the realtor side, the things I do, and then the investment side I do with, with our company and, and the property management side. Um, and I, I think I, I was, what book was it? I, I was reading a book. I'm trying to think what it, it's my, my laptop here. Hold on. The Referral of a Lifetime. I don't know if you've ever read it, but. Um, I've heard of it. I have yeah, a lot absolutely. of books that I need to read, but like I keep getting new books, especially through this podcast that people are like, you read this, you read this. I'm like, no, but I've heard of all of these. But the problem yeah. is I have too many other books that I need to finish before I start buying other books. Right. Yeah. It's, <laughs> but uh, in, in the, in the book, they said it, it was something along the lines. Like if you, if you love what you do and you actually care about the, the relationships you're building over money, the money will come and you can get rich doing anything. Like it's, it's important that you actually care about like the, the relationship you build with that other person. Like it, just speaking out of like my experience, like the home buying process is, is a very scary process for some. And especially I feel like today's world, like people uh-huh. are like the, the housing market, it's, it's through the roof. Like it's good. It's a, correct me if I'm wrong. It's a seller's market, not a buyer's market. Okay. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll touch on that a little bit later in a second, but uh but like you actually like I you you actually have to like I have to care about like it, it makes my job so much better and there's there's so much more success if you care about the relationship you build with your client and the person you're helping because you're helping them buy their most valuable asset or like they're renting from you like that that you're giving them a roof over your head that like you have to actually care to like what how yeah, that person I mean, like it could getting. potentially be the place that they raise their children at so like right. it's kind it, of important it, yeah. So like, I mean, if, if you're chasing the dollar signs on there, I think you're losing sight. Um, I don't think you'll be as successful because, like I said, like the money doesn't come quick mm-hmm. in real estate. So if you're chasing if you're chasing money, real estate, I think it's the wrong place, and I'm sure anywhere else. Yeah, I 100% agree. So let's touch on this uh, buyer seller market thing. What do you per- personally think about? Because from the outside looking in, I mean, you're in it every day, so obviously you're gonna have more expertise on this than I am. Yeah, dude, it's, it's, uh, it's actually crazy. So when I, so I have access to the, the, the Columbus MLS, right? So I can see any house in the market coming active past whatever. So it's like Zillow a little bit, but I, like I get, I get more information mm-hmm. on homes and like agent to agent, like what other agents, like the selling agent might say about the property that you can't disclose that kind of stuff. Um, but when I look on that site on a non-buyers, non-seller market, it would be at 12,000 homes on any given time, single family residential homes, right? I looked the other day for one of my clients and it was, I think 1,206. So if you're supposed to be at 12,000, there's that 1,200, that's a big issue. And that's why you're seeing, like I, I, there was this, there was this house that I was trying to get from one of my clients and it sold at 15 offers in two days. And it sold for sixty thousand over what they asked, all cash. Ooh, and that's almost like the Hilliard, Dublin, the the the, the close suburbs that surround Columbus. That that's almost what you have to throw up. Yeah, to get those places. Because you're you're, I mean, you're dealing with kind of a more high dollar clientele. 
Yes and no. So I, I mean, I did like a mix. Um, I guess compared to like where I live over in Licking County in the Pataskala, you know, uh, Heath area, I mean, where it's all a bunch of farms and stuff like, right. So where it's a little different. Yeah. So like on the selling side, like, so I, I had a client just sold on this condo. I had that, like, that was the easiest transaction ever. Like I, I had it listed. It was up for one day. We had like a couple offers. It was everything the seller wanted. He got it closed quick, easy. It was the easiest transaction I've ever had. I have eight patio homes that are going to be coming up here in, in, in Hilliard and those will sell really quick. They get them getting built in June. They'll probably sell before that. So like, it's just like, you're on a big seller's market. And a lot of people like try to ask like, Hey, when's it going to pop? Like it's got to pop, right? It's a bubble. It's got to pop. The issue is it's probably not. It's not, I don't, I, I don't know if I would consider it a bubble personally. I think it's more of a supply and demand type yeah. thing, right? Like a bubble was 2008. There's that economics major coming out in you. Yeah. Yeah. So there was an issue in 2008. There's not, there's not really an issue right now besides there's not enough homes and there's way too many buyers because rent's going up too. That's the issue. Cause now everybody's like, well, if I'm paying $1,800 a month for My rent, goes, get out. Yeah. that's making more buyers happen. And there's not, there's not enough on the market supply those buyers which is making those prices go up so like i think next three five seven years it's probably gonna be a seller's market but it's gonna like slowly decline and be it's got to come back to an equilibrium eventually it just and it'll probably take that long i don't think it'll pop but like then again there's a war so maybe <laughs> and like we, that's the thing i think we've learned through covid we never know you what never know world's gonna change next because like at this point Ever since, you know, our, what was that? Our junior year that we've just gone from like, we're, we're, I don't know where we're going next. It's just kind of like, whatever. All right, we'll figure it out on the fly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so tell me kind of like, what is a typical day like for you? I mean, should, I mean, like your hours are, or do you have kind of like a standard hours? And then like, obviously you have the things outside your hours or do you kind of have like a free flow day? I kind of a, like a hybrid of both so like obviously i do the property management things and those those take up a, a good chunk of my time um so i try to get in so if we're, if we're going like straight like my day to day i i try every day to get up at at five and go work out because I, I think that's the only time i can obviously i, I were there my yeah, i was gonna say the key word there has got to be try because i try that every day as well my alarm is yeah. every single day at five o'clock now, do I turn that off most days? Yes. Do, am I up by <laughs> six? Yeah. But yeah. Like, so sometimes, like, it's like I'll get it. It's weird. So I'll go through like a week where I'll get up every day. I'll do it, be perfect. And then I just get hit with a brick wall and I'm not getting up at five. Yeah. Uh, 100% on the same way. Yeah. But like, we, we try. Yeah. That's, so, that's what matters. We're at least taking that first step of trying, but there, we're just not making it past that first step. <laughs> Um, as soon as I get done, like, let's just say it's a day I, I work out, I work out in the morning. I'll come back. I'll get something to eat, shower. I'll try to get in my office around seven thirty, eight 8 o'clock. Um, it's right now, like I said, we just put up that field house. Like we really put it up January 31st. Right. And so my, as soon as I get in, I make sure everything's cool with the field house. Nobody left it. Um, terribly in bad shape from the night before. I'll, I'll look at my emails. I'll see because obviously I've, I've my personal email. I got my 
property management email, I got a realtor email. See what How many all emails do you get usually a day with like the property management and that type of stuff? I'd probably, I wake up with probably a good 30 emails from waking up. And then throughout the day, I'll, I'll probably hit like a hundred. Yeah. I would say. Um, no, so I'll go through my emails. I'll respond to anybody I need to respond to. And then I, I, I look out at this day, the next day, and the day after who I got to reach out to, who I got to touch base with um, and, and, and see what, like, if, if I have a meeting with them, if we're still good to go. I, I, met, I messed up. I didn't do that with us. But <laughs> I just assumed we were good. Uh, but, like, anybody that, like, if, if they're going to use the field house, I'm going to make sure they're still using it. Um, then after that, I probably go into the accounting. So like, all of our apartment complexes have their own accounting. We have to run it through. Plus, our main business has its own accounting. So I, I, I catch up on the day before all the transactions that happen. I, I, I do all the accounting for that. Update everybody's ledger. Make sure everybody's paying on time. Um, and after that, I kind of go into, like, I guess, like, how to, how to make Westwood, our company, a little bit better. Um, so like when I got there, they didn't have uh, online lease signings, right? You had to print everything off. It was very, I guess, archaic. So like I brought like online leases. So I, I figured that out. Um, or I'll make like packets. Like if I were to get hit by a bus, somebody could fill in for me because they got this information. So I got like, I started thinking about things I can, I can do to make it better. Or it's like making sales calls for uh, the field house in general, just trying to get revenue in there because like we we're having an issue with like the 8 a.m. to 4 p.m. time slot when people are in school. It's like I'm trying to figure out ways around that. And then probably the rest of my day after that is dealing with like uh, anything realtor related. And I usually get like a, I'll get random calls. Like I'll, I'll go in like today, I'll go in in sweats and a sweatshirt and a hat. And I'll call it a day. But I get a call at like 11 a.m. And they're like, hey, I need, to sh I need you to show us a house tonight at six and I got to put on like what I'm wearing now. Yeah. I'll, I'll shower at the field house and then I'll, I'll run over there. So like I, I just got back. I went to, to Middlesburg. I don't know if you ever heard of that. I don't know about that. Let me see here. It's like right by uh, Urbana. I think I misspelled it, but I've never even heard of it. Cause I'm from, uh, I know where I've heard of it, Urbana, but I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. So it was by there. It's like literally like, Hey, can we see this at six? And I'm like, hey, you gotta be shitting me. <laughs> Cause it was like 50 minute drive and like gas is like, like five bucks. <laughs> yeah. I filled up my car today and it was, I've never spent more than $50 and it was $76. And I was like, Oh, Oh, oh that hurts. You think I got a full sure focus. For you. Yeah. See, yeah. That's the nice part is you have a focus. So that helps uh, save a little bit of gas. Right. Hey, with my, the rest of my day, probably from about, five to i'd say like six seven thirty somewhere around there I, I do i do realtor stuff trying to get my name out there a little bit any clients i, I make sure like i search for their homes and and see what like i kind of touch base with them see what they're thinking um and or i'll work on some projects like i said the eight patio homes we're working on a marketing plan um, to market those and so i got to touch base with those people and then at about seven thirty i I, I kind of re, like unwind a little bit or do a podcast, I guess. <laughs> so <laughs> was, then, keep going. Sorry. I, was, I, was, I got something after this. You go, I go to bed at, at like nine forty-five, ten 10 o'clock. Isn't it weird? 
after college, dude, I swear, like in college, I could stay up till one o'clock, two o'clock in the morning, wake up at seven, be fine. Now, I'm yeah. like, if I do not get eight hours of sleep, no, if I, I'm more of a six hour of sleep kind of guy. But if I don't get my little bit of sleep, I'm like the next day I'm dragging ass because I'm like, God, like I, I, I I'm like, I'm like in bed, this whole full time working thing. Like it's like 10 o'clock comes around and I'm like, all right, I'm ready for bed. Yeah, I'll, I'll be in bed at like 10.30 on, on the Saturday. <laughs> I'm like, dude, this is not me in college. And then, but the, the weird part is, too, is I'm waking up at 7 o'clock on Saturday. Like, uh-huh. this is my day to sleep in. Why am I up? Like, I'm, I don't mind because, like, uh, this Saturday I woke up, no alarm, nothing. Just woke up at, like, 6.15 and was, like, I tried to go back to sleep. And it was one of those where I was, like, laying there, laying there. And then finally I was, like, all right, might as well get up and start doing, like, get some stuff done came down started working on the podcast like worked on a bunch of stuff and then like by noon i was like oh it's, it's lunchtime went upstairs but then i was like sitting there thinking and i was like i've got a lot done today like yeah. I, it, like it feels good you feel kind of good and like waking up early yes it is a pain in the ass it is so hard to get in the routine of waking up early but i think waking up like by early i mean if you wake up at like seven eight o'clock even like and start like you don't lay there in bed for a half hour 45 minutes and scroll through instagram which we all do but you know yeah it, it, it what do you do but like if you actually get up early and like get some things accomplished even i think the first two hours of your day are almost like the most important if you actually take those two hours and like try to improve on something or try to like accomplish some task i feel like it makes your whole day better mm-hmm. and anybody i've talked to like um as far as like success wise anybody that i know is that is successful every everyone i talk to they're like yeah i get up at, at like like my 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 boss or like the the, the head investor um in the westwood collective he i'll i'll wake up at five on those days and i'll have like 13 emails from him from like 420 and like i like i can't beat him like he just gets up before me and he he's just so like he was so critical like he's like he, if you want to be successful, you got to get up now, like at this time. I don't know if I completely believe like the only way to success is waking up at 4 30. Yeah, exactly. So, well, some, some, people, people some people also, they may sleep till noon, but they'll be up till four in the morning working on things. So, like, there's right. a, a lot of it just is how much time are you willing to put in? I feel like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I think it all, like, I mean, there's people, there's people that are like night owls. And if you want to do like the waking up at noon and then grind until 4 a.m., you could do that as well. I was just kind of just finding like which one works best for you. Yeah. So that's where like, but like, I mean, are you look at the people too? Like, I I don't know if you know who Jocko Willink is. He's a ex Navy SEAL, has his own podcast that I listen to. Uh-huh. He posts on his Instagram pretty much daily, which makes it pisses me off because I'm like, you make me feel like a lazy ass. He'll post uh, his watch, and he's like done with his workout before five o'clock every day, and I'm like. I mean, he's an ex-Navy SEAL, so I'm like, all right, you're just also a different breed. Like, you guys yeah. are crazy. And, like, um, I, I did some side work for my brother-in-law. They started a company of their own. Um, out, out, him and his business partner, they worked together and then started their own company type of thing, and I was doing some work before I'd go to work, and I'd get there at 5.30, and he and I'd get there, and his business partner was an ex-military uh, guy, and he he would always be there and like you know i come strolling in with my monster like still half asleep and walking in and like he's already moving and rolling and i'd be there like i'm trying to be like the first one there because i'm trying to make a good impression he's already rolling 
And I'm like, what in the world? And I'm like, he lives in Danville, which is two hours away. So like yeah. he was up at like three o'clock in the morning at least. Like he may have been up before that. And I'm like, that is insane. Like I give people that can do that, I give them credit and just like the consistency and the discipline they have, I give them a lot of credit because mm-hmm. I try to have it, but I like I'll be honest, like it it I it's not where I want it to be. Do I wish I could wake up at five AM every day and like get a workout in or whatever? Yeah. Is do am I doing it? No. But I'd love to be able to do it. And I, people that do do it, I give them a lot of props. Yeah, I think it takes time too. Like, I mean, obviously it takes us. To, maybe it's just us speaking because it's taking me time. Yeah, this is a normal conversation. I've gone through eighty nine episodes on this podcast. This is a pretty normal conversation. Like, this is what happens to a lot of people. Well, the thing is, though, like, I think you gotta like. It's like when I tell people like that's what I'm trying to do, and like they're like, "You're you're crazy." Like that's almost what you have to do if you want to be like successful. Like people gotta be like, all right, like what you're doing is crazy. Yeah, do it. Um, we're gonna take a quick break and then we're gonna come right back. And I got a few more questions about. I got a few more questions about a lot of things for you. Let's so do it, and then we'll be back. Today's episode is brought to you by RoughnextPodcast.com. If you want to support the podcast, then head over to roughnextpodcast.com and grab you some of that Roughnext merch. We have everything from t-shirts, long sleeves, sweatshirts, hats, and many more. Stay up to date on the website for new merch coming every couple months. You can place an order and it'll get sent directly to your door, and I don't even take any of the money from it. The money gets put right back into the podcast to continue to improve it for you. If you can't afford to buy some merch this time, then simply just subscribe to the newsletter. And it'll keep you up to date on all the new things that are coming. I appreciate all of the support you guys give. It doesn't go unnoticed. Let's get back to today's episode. All right, we are back. And the first thing I'm going to ask you, but when we come back, or the first thing I'm going to point out is you talked earlier about how, you know, you take that part in your day when you try to see what you can do to make the company better. What I like about that as I kind of look at that is and I look at it kind of from the same perspective as you because you're one of what five employees. I'm one of four employees in my company. And it's like he's the guy I work for. He started out mowing lawns and has grown to putting in fiberglass pools and doing, you know, two hundred thousand dollar jobs. <laughs> and it's like it's something too that allows you to be creative. And you, you kind of get to be a jack of all trades because you talked about, you know, working on marketing, working on this. Like it kind of I feel like it lets you learn a lot more broad, broadly throughout the whole process. Yeah. I, uh, so like I like I'm, I'll be honest with you, I wasn't even thinking like that. I was like, all right, I'll put my I'll put my time in here and then I'll go through my realtor stuff or whatever. And, and my uh, like the main investor was like, hey, like I, I would love for you, I think, to get ahead if you want to get ahead in here and like, obviously he's a great connection to me and I, I want to do everything to make him as happy as possible because I get to learn from him. Mm-hmm. Um, he was like, Hey, if you put like, like the only way to get ahead, I believe my mentor said to me, and I'm going to say it to you, like you got to put minimum 50, 55 hours in. And like when he said that, I was like, man, I feel like I'm doing a lot right now. I was like, yeah, 40 sure. hours, like we don't think about it. And like we watched our parents do it growing up, but 40 hours, you're like, that that can't be that bad. Yeah, and it's you really work not that it, bad. you're like, I am fucking exhausted. 
yeah so like but like uh, but i was like man i was doing like realtor stuff on the side i was like man like you gotta like you tell me i gotta put 55 hours in here completely different realm than i thought i had like i'm constantly thinking like it's probably it's probably a little bit unhealthy like i'll be I'll be working out, which must be your time to de-stress. I'll be with my girlfriend. I'm like, I'm trying to think like, man, like, how do I get better? Like, how do I make this company better in this aspect or this aspect? And you probably got to be able to turn that off. But like, since then, I've just had that, that thought in my mind the whole time. And I've gotten, like, so like I, I, I've, I've hit that mark of 50, 55 hours since that conversation. And I have not had a single day that hasn't been more productive than I had when I was not thinking like that. Even if I put in only 40 hours, I'm the, I'm the most productive I've ever been. Well, I feel like it kind of changed your mindset of like your thinking, like, and it also, I feel like it gave you more value in a way, like, all right, he wants me to put in this time that shows that like, he actually values me as an employee. So it, it almost makes it, it's, it's almost like a challenge in a way. And as an athlete, I think we both know, like anytime somebody challenges us, we're like, all right, let's go. Right. I miss sports. <laughs> that's, what, that's what I was going to move into next because you, you spent some time playing a little bit of baseball. Was that – did you always grow up playing baseball? Was that your thing growing up? No. I, I played everything oh, about baseball. Really? Yeah so, I, yeah, so I played baseball when I was really little. We sucked. We were terrible. We lost every game. And they compared to me. I was like, dude, I'm so tired of losing. I don't want to play this anymore. <laughs> So I quit playing baseball because I was in, not interested in it. And I was like, I was, like I was a big football guy. I became a wrestler. So I wrestled all the way to high school. Um, and so I played football and wrestling, and I was a track guy. Uh, that, those are the three sports I played. And then freshman year of high school came around, and I was like, man, like I had, I had Osgood Schlatter, so I couldn't really run that fast. Oh, dude, I got that too. It's awful. So, so I, I was like, man, football is not it anymore for me. I'm out. And so I wrestled freshman year. And I was like, I don't really like this that much either. So I tried out for the baseball team. And I really, really fell, like, fell in love with the game. Um, my brother played baseball. He got me interested in it. Um, so he, he, he's now a pitcher with the Phillies. I don't oh, like really? The organization. Yeah, so he's in, the, he's in the Phillies organization. I think he's like a – I think he's, he's single A. Okay. This year, he, I don't think he knows specifically yet. But like, I was like, man, I, I really want to play baseball. And so I play baseball. Obviously, I was way behind mm-hmm. on the curve because everybody's playing their whole life. I didn't. Yeah, most people who have like who want to go play high school, like even in high school, they've been playing since they were little and probably played a lot of summer ball and all that. Right. Stuff. It's like I played a little bit in eighth grade, but nothing like crazy. Yeah. Um, and then so like yeah, freshman year I kind of just was like, man, I'm all in on this. So I quit all my other sports, which I don't think, I don't know if like I would suggest. Not in high school. No, yeah. no, no. Like I, I, like anybody that thinks that they should specialize and they should specialize their kid, I think they should play as many sports as they could for as long as they could. But I just fell in love with baseball. I was like, this is what I want to do. I'm way behind. I got to train year round. Mm-hmm. And so it kind of gave me like I guess like a work ethic that I I didn't have before then. Cause I was just so far behind. You kind of had to embrace like the whole, the grind of everything because I had a lot of catching up to do. Um, and then, so since then, after that, I felt like fell in love with the process, fell in love with baseball itself. I was like, I got to play this in college. 
And so I, I, I guess I kind of was like, ah, I'm not sure where I want to go. I had, had a couple places I could have went. But I was like, Ohio wasn't. It just hit different for me. It's weird. And I feel like every student or athlete, you have it where you just kind of know, like when you're on campus and like when you're like, cause like Ohio Wesleyan's not for everybody. I'll be honest. Like, mm-hmm. and like, you know, also people leave. yeah. Like, cause I don't think, and a lot of those people that leave, I think are from a football standpoint, at least. I mean, obviously we had a lot of out of state kids. We had probably had just as many out of state kids as we did in state kids. And mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of those kids, some of them didn't even come on visits. I feel like it is a very – did you go on a visit to Ohio Wesleyan? Like yeah. Like, yeah. I feel like it's very important to actually go and visit the campus, not just blindly go to some school because, like, you have to – and especially those small campuses because, like, you're going to get a feel for the whole campus when you go on a visit. You know what's crazy, though? I go on that visit to Ohio Wesleyan, and I absolutely hated it. Oh, really? <laughs> I saw an overnight with the baseball team, and I was like, man, like, these guys, I don't know. I'm not a fan. <laughs> what got me there, though, was the was actually the coach. So, Coach Mott, I don't know how much you, you ran into no, him. I don't know but, much about the baseball team. To be yeah, but coach, coach Mott, like, I've never had somebody that, like, just made me feel like so, like, he wanted me there so bad. And like that was what came, like I was like, all right, maybe, maybe I'll, I'll give this place a go because like the coach wanted me that bad. Mm-hmm. Visit was terrible. I was like, the school was pretty nice. Like I, I loved the school. Um, so I don't know like, how I feel like, about paying a lot of money for a piece of paper, but right. well, yeah, that's just beside the point. <laughs> just to pick up diapers. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, baseball was not my my first love, but. Uh, it's crazy because football actually was not my first love. Now I I played when I started it. I started football in fifth grade, which actually is kind of I feel like behind a lot of my friends. At least they started when they were freaking, you know, tiny. And my mom, like with me and my brother, she told us like she didn't have a problem. Like she grew up with four brothers who all played football. She didn't have a problem with football. It was just all you know. More stuff was starting to come out about the CTE and everything. And she's like, you know. You can wait till fifth grade. Like we were allowed to play basketball, we played baseball, mm-hmm. and all these things. That baseball, actually, fun fact, is the one sport I wish I never gave up. I gave up baseball for yeah. true love of a sport at the time, which was basketball. Basketball was my my sport. I used to go down in our basement, which was unfinished, and you know I used to sit there with for hours just doing dribbling, just dribbling for hours. Now my parents were like, it drove us insane. Because we, we gotta get to the field house, man. <laughs> we, I just sit there and dribble, and she was like, you know, my mom told me one day she was like, we gradually heard you get better. Like it actually did help you. You you gradually got better. But like I used to sit there and just dribble, and basketball was my main sport until, and then I started playing football in fifth grade, played all through you know high school and everything, middle school, high school, um, and when I fell in love with football was my sophomore year. And it was the first game of the year, varsity. And I didn't start, but then I came, they put me in the second half. And it wasn't a blowout or anything. They're like, Nixon, you're going in at safety. And I'm like, the only sophomore 
of right. our class that gets to go in a game and i'm like what is going on and like all my friends are hype, like hyping me up like oh you could go in you could go in i'm like yeah i don't know how i feel about this like this is kind of scary but then like that first night under the lights that's when i was like yep nope this is my sport fell in love with it and then ended up and i hate to say it, i kind of had some coaches ruin basketball for me mm-hmm. um I, i'm sure you've had that too like where you just kind of have a coach to do you just kind of makes the sport unenjoyable in a way yeah it was wrestling for me yeah. it, and i i it sucks and it's maybe it's you know maybe it's an ego thing maybe whatever but like we i went through it where i was just like you know i used to love this sport but now it's too much like i was never the best basketball player like i was when i was little because mm-hmm. But, like, and then once everybody caught up to me, I was not as well. But it's crazy, too, how you said something about, like, your baseball or your brother played baseball. I look at that. Like, my brother was – me and him did the exact same sports for about the exact same amount of time. He didn't play basketball his senior year. I also almost didn't play basketball my senior year. It's just – it's weird how everything – like, your older sibling, as an older – like, I'm the youngest of four, and I look at my older siblings, and, like, you don't realize how much – you kind of look up to them till later in life. Oh, no, I was about to say, I was like, I was going to ask if you were a younger sibling because I'm, I'm, I'm the younger one, obviously. And like growing up, I hated that dude. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, he was the worst. Like, I, he, he had such a punchable face, but I never would because I would get absolutely smoked in a fight. Um, but then when you get like later on in your life, you're like, man, like, I want this dude to think everything I'm doing is so cool. Yeah. Exactly. They, they do have a big impact on you. And I'm not going to tell him that, so I'm hoping he doesn't listen. But And one of the, <laughs> one of the biggest <laughs> things for me, like I remember like playing my brother in basketball and stuff. Like we there's, there was a half court right down uh, at our neighbor's house. We'd go play on it. I never won. Never. Won. Never. But like I look back and I'm like, it used to piss me off so much. I'm like, he doesn't even like let me, like he doesn't take it easy on me. But I'm like, that right there helped me so much one it teaches you kind of how to lose and two mm-hmm. like it just makes you better because you learn a lot more because like my brother's loser 100 <laughs> percent. oh i <laughs> i can't tell you how many times the basketball i went to throw at him but it ended up down in a creek so then i had to go get it so it kind of sucked but yeah because like you throw it at him or like you throw it like you'd grab it and then you ch- chuck it and they're like go get that and like you're like all right <laughs> go yes. get it otherwise i'll get hit and i didn't want to get hit it wasn't a fighter <laughs> I never forget the one time my brother accidentally gave me a black eye. The one time, like, we weren't, like, fighting. Like, we were just messing around. And we were we always used to wrestle and just mess around in the living room. And he got up, and I stuck my foot out and tripped him. Well, his el- like, I, it was my own fault. I tripped him to where, like, he legit tripped. And his elbow came right down across my eye, like, straight across my face into my eye. And, like, I'm, you know, freaking – eight years old or whatever. I don't remember how old I was. I was in elementary school and I'm like crying. And he's like trying to hide me, like take me to the bathroom and hide me. Those are always their good too. Crying. And, I'm, and then like my mom's like about ready to beat my brother's ass because like I'm crying. Mm-hmm. I have a black eye. And he was like, and I was like, no, mom, like he really didn't mean to do it. She was like, oh, that's, that's kind of weird. Like I wasn't expecting this transaction. Yeah, no, like, and I, I kind of was at a fault too. Like, obviously, I instigated a lot, but I was also really dumb. Like, the things he would say, like, he would talk me into some stupid things. Like, we had, we had, like, a, we had a punching bag downstairs, 
right? I think every kid was like, oh, I want to be a fighter at some point in their life. Yes. And so I'm we so only had, we had yeah, we had one pair of UFC fight gloves. That was it. And somehow this dude always conned me into getting, I'm, I'm obviously the smaller one of the two because like I was like two years younger. So like he was, he was hitting puberty. I wasn't yet. He always convinced me that it would be, it would make sense if I had the left-handed glove and he had the right-handed glove. And I always fell for it. And I got my ass kicked every time. Isn't it funny <laughs> how we fall for it? Like we always, and now see, I have eight nieces and nephews now and I'll yeah. tell them things and they'll fall for it. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't know. Like looking back, I'm like, why would I ever think that the bigger dude should get the, the dominant glove? That doesn't make any sense. Zero sense. <laughs> so i got a quick question i ask all of my guests this question um yeah. I, I love the answers to it a lot of times but if you could go back in time and tell your 16 year old self one thing what would it be one thing man don't worry this is usually everybody's response at first because they sit there and they're like "Ooh." yeah i'm trying to think of what i like don't be such a dick, I guess. <laughs> when I was 16, I was the worst, man. Uh, I don't I know. I could tell my 21-year-old uh, self that as well. Yeah. It's like, I, I don't know. I, I think I had a huge issue when I was little, um, I guess, like, when I was, like, 16. Like, those years, like, I had such an issue with, like, I guess, like, the whole, like, the shredding thing. Like, I wanted, I didn't want anybody to shred me kind of thing. I, I thought like if people were shredding me and like they, they don't like me. Mm-hmm. I was very like I don't I don't know. I wasn't very good at the, the at jokes. I was I was good at throwing them. But I don't know if I was really good at throwing them because I probably took them to a personal level that shouldn't have been taken to. Like we all know that guy. Everybody hates that guy. Yeah. <laughs> I mean we but we all I feel like we all have gone through it. Like and there's like we learn to as we get older, like there's a point where it also goes too far. But like yeah. we I've been around a lot of people who, you know, you tell, you know, the people sometimes you can't joke around because like, you'll like, I'll be honest, working on a job site, we've, cause we were talking about hiring another guy possibly. And uh, we were like, well, we can't hire somebody who's sensitive and in, in, in retrospect, that's the real reality of it. Right. Cause like we crack each other, we crack jokes at each other. A lot of them, Anybody who's blue collar knows, like you go around a lot of job sites or whatever, there's jokes being made, there's f bombs being dropped, it's it's all over the place. But like, you learn kind of real quick, like you know when someone's mad, but then you also know like they're just messing around. And but then you also learn people like, all right, I took it too far, and right. it is also hard, like because I remember when I was, I didn't like jokes being made about me when I was in high school. I hated when people like said crap because then i feel like we are also in high school we're going through that stage where we're like you're super insecure yeah we're insecure and we're worried about who likes us who doesn't like us how many followers we have all this kind of stuff yeah that doesn't matter now dude like you learn like one you learn like the the way i wish i treated people back then was so much different like I thought it'd be funny to like, like, because everybody was like shredding everybody. I thought, like, I thought I had to shred everybody. Mm-hmm. I wish I treated people a little bit better because, like, the the relationships you make and the way you treat people back then does have an effect now on like the like a like me being a realtor, right? Mm-hmm. If I was a dick to somebody in high school. They're probably not gonna call me. <laughs> so, 
<laughs> and then looking for a house. And like, there's just stuff like you don't think about then that you think about now. And you're just like, man, like that. And like, you could have gained a friend, like who knows? Like, I don't have like that many close friends from high school anymore, right? Like all mine are from college. Like, what if I wasn't such an asshole? Maybe I might have like one or two guys that like, I could call daily and we yeah. could get out a beer or something. So I, I feel I feel you on both on that, but I also want to bring up a point. I feel like a lot of us separate at high school because I like, you know, we had a group of five when I was in high school that like every Friday night after football games, we'd go to my house, mm-hmm. do stupid stuff, but we'd all hang out. And then like, you know, we were a really tight knit group. I talked to one of them. I don't talk to any of them daily. I talked to one of two of them pretty consistently. The other two, the one of them I talked to like, you know, every month or two. The other yeah. one, man, me and him haven't talked for freaking since high school, it feels like. Like, we just kind of like everybody starts to go their separate ways, but like, I feel you on that because like, I look at, a lot of the people that I was addicted to, because I've had people that I'm like, geez, they would be perfect for this podcast. Right. But I don't even want to ask them because I know yeah. how I treated them. Like I know, <laughs> and I'm like, they're like, I don't also want to put myself in a situation on a live podcast where I'm like, oh crap. <laughs> like, hey, remember when I was a douche? Because I do. <laughs> yeah. It, it 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 is weird, but that that is a very good thing. Like to a lot of people who listen, like. Even I feel like we could tell ourselves that now, like, don't be a dick. Mm. We also learned, like, like you said, it doesn't matter now. Like, we don't care about like making fun of everybody else or who who likes us, who doesn't like us, or how many followers we have. It's just more about like, I feel like as we get older, we start to look at like we wish more people success. Like that's what we want to see people succeed. We don't want to bring people down. Yeah, but you know what's crazy about that? Like, kind of a weird segue into that so like what i notice and i go like on like instagram right so like if you were to post something i think it's kind of like messed up and a little sad so like if you were to post something about roughnecks you're probably not getting as much like likes and shares as you would if you're posting a personal picture yep you know i mean same thing like when i post anything realtor related i'm getting like nothing nobody cares like they're like get this guy out of my face and it's like kind of weird like we want to see those people succeed but like we're, we don't give them the love yeah or like it's, like, it's ah. weird it's super bizarre. It, it, it is. And it's almost like, cause I posted my last post on my personal Instagram is cause I don't use it as much as I used to, but it was, um, it, it was a post about the website that I, the roughnecks.com dropping. And I think it got like, I don't know, maybe 10 likes. Yeah. It's crazy. Like, you know, my normal post on a bad day gets 60, like on a bad <laughs> post gets 60. And I'm like, you know, it almost kind of brought me down for a second, but then I almost had to catch myself too and be like, "Hey, likes do not define you. It, it sucks, and it kind of shows you also who your true friends are, who your true like, who really cares about what you're doing." Now, granted, not everybody sees it. Not it's not a not a everybody goes across it, but like you come like you you come to realize like. That right there almost shows you who your true friends are, who really cares, who who wants to be in your life in a way. You know, yeah, I used to get like super. Uh, I, like when I first started posting everything, I was like always super like kind of self conscious a little bit about it. I'd be like, like I was losing followers. I was like, man, like I just I don't know, like I should I quit? Should I quit posting stuff? Mm-hmm. And like like my 
like the, my team was like, no, you got to keep posting. Like, just keep going. Like, if you lose the followers, like, they probably weren't there for you anyways. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, like, it's, like you, you learn, like, like you're saying, like, the people that stay are probably the people that you want, wanted to see your post anyways. Because they're probably people that actually care about what you're doing. I, I, why would I care if I have a thousand followers, but only 50 of them really care what I'm doing? Yeah. I'd rather, or I'd rather have 50 followers and have all 50 care what I'm doing. Yeah. And, Cause like I, I've, I said it last episode, bro. I'm like, you know, I remember that kind of stuff too. Like if say this podcast blows up, absolutely mm-hmm. blows up. I'm the next Joe Rogan, whatever. I, it probably isn't going to happen, but I'm going to keep going. And like, hey, don't say that, man. I, I really, that is like kind of, I want to grow like that. I, that's why I keep going. Like, I just want to keep growing, but yeah. I look at it and I'm like, you know, I remember like every, you've heard people say it that have started their own company or whatever. I remember the early days. I will always remember who was the ones buying shirts. Who was the one who were willing to come on the podcast? Who was the ones that like, liked the pictures consistently who like all this kind of stuff. Like I remember, I'll remember the supporters, like the big time supporters sure. from day one. Like, cause those are the people that like, and then you're going to have the people that come up to you. like, man, I've been following you for a long time. And it's like, have you, have you though? Like, cause I, I can't track who actually listens to the podcast, but like, I can see if you follow me, I can see if you like stuff, I can see who buys merch. Not that I'm saying anybody needs to buy merch. It just helps out the podcast. If you want to buy merch. And you know, it's crazy. Like they see like a little bit of success and this is what also like sucks. Like I've, I've had people do this already to me too. But they're like, Hey man, like I get a text that I know it from somebody I thought I'd never talk to again. They're like, Hey man, like I'm seeing what you're doing. Like, this is awesome. This is so great. Love what you're doing also. <laughs> and then they try to like get something from you. Yep. And I'm like, dude, like last episode I said, you know what, if this podcast becomes famous, uh, I had a friend one time that was like, Hey, don't forget me. And I'm like, I'm never going to forget, like, I'm never going to forget, like, the people, like, that helped me from day one. And I was like, no, don't ask me for a bunch of money. Yeah, right. <laughs> like, no, I've had nobody ask me for like, money, but, like, they, 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 they've seen my connections that I now have. They're trying to, like, they, they want expect you to help them right off the bat. Yeah. And, it, like, it, it kind of, like, it definitely diminishes, like, what you just said. Like, when you're, like, like, awesome, man. Great what you're doing. Like, you're saying that. Like, I feel like you're now saying that. Just to say it, just to get the connection. To give me a compliment to get what you want. Right. Yeah. Just give me a compliment, man. I'll give you one back. Like <laughs> it's all love. You gotta at least be smart about it. Give a few compliments. Give us some time. Yeah. And I'm a salesperson. I'll get it. Like you know, <laughs> even even if I know he's selling me, it's a, I'll, I'll I love the hustle. I'll give him the contact anyways. Exactly. <laughs> but I think this moves us into the best segment of the podcast, which is Motivation Monday. Hey. Motivation Monday is the point in the episode where I allow the guests to give the Roughnecks listeners a little inspirational bump to set the tone for their week as they listen on Monday morning. So what do you got for Motivation Monday? I'm not going to lie, I'm not much of a, of a big motivational guy. Um, I think the, the best thing, I, I guess, like, I'll give some good advice. I think the best thing to do is whatever you want to do, I think you have to not be scared to go into that career. Whether, like, and you have to, like, jump fully in. 
Like, it doesn't matter who you're reaching out to. So if you think you have any connection, kind of like what I did, you got to be willing to just go out there and put yourself out there in front of them and be willing to do whatever it takes to get where they're going to get. Right? Like, nobody wants to pick up diapers, but somebody's got to do it. Nobody wants to wake up at 5 a.m., but we got to figure out how to somehow. Um, <laughs> Maybe one day. And and I don't know I don't know what your age or audience is, but like you just got to be willing. Like in your early in your early years, you got to be able to put in all as much work as possible because it will pay off in the the really really long term. You guys got to focus on that. Um, that's really all I got. I'm not like I said. I'm not. I'm sure that was shitty. <laughs> but, not the worst one I've ever had. I can tell you that. Hey, hey, hey. But now, like, now you, you give me the best one. I, I let me let me see where I went wrong here. Oh, the best one. I, see, yeah. I don't know because like, got somebody I, out. I've had some good ones. You know, I'm 85 episodes or 85 dropped as we're recording this today. But so this right. is episode 89. I'm 89 episodes into this. There's a lot of good ones, and it's hard. Hey, to give me give me top 50. I'm good. <laughs> All right, I can start now, but I may, I don't <laughs> No, but what I like that you said, you said a lot of good things about that. Like, don't be scared to do it because I feel like, <clears throat> I mean, I've gone through it. Like, you, I, I went through stuff with uh, certain people and certain, it was friends, family, whatever. I won't even name names. I won't call anybody out. But, you know, like, I have a degree. I'm working a manual labor job that I'm not using my degree whatsoever. And, you know, like, was I scared going into it? Yeah. But then I also, like I said, I found a job that I love to do, something that I love. Is it forever? Who knows? We never yeah. know if it's forever. But, like, I have a full-time job. I'm making pretty good money. Do I have benefits? No. But, like, it, it, right now in my life, do I necessarily need those benefits? Not, not entirely. Would it be nice? Yes, but like it's not something that I absolutely need. But like the one thing that you pointed out that I I don't I haven't been able to like actually fit it into the conversation, but connections. Connections are everything. Building everything. relationships is everything. And I think that's something that I personally learned through college. Like it was something that when I that's when it kind of hit me is at that age, like connections are everything that's why i continue doing this podcast as well like the connections that i build the relationships that i build like i've met people who are in the nfl i've met people who train people who are nfl i've met people who train or who started their own business all kinds of people through this podcast and it's really cool just to kind of build those connections and talk to people and get those experiences but like like you said like somebody's got to clean those diapers mm -hmm. maybe scared to go into it because of what you see at first but at the same time, diapers aren't forever. <laughs> like that's not what something that you're gonna be doing forever. That's just the start. You have to start somewhere. Another thing we didn't even touch on though is like the the people you have to surround yourself with. I talked about and this last I, episode. Yes. Yeah, I got fully believe. Like I mean, it's very very well known quote. Like the five people you hang around with the most, you're the average of them. It's it like I've noticed a night and day difference with the people I surround myself now. And when I talk to people, I promise you the first thing I'll ask like a stranger, like if I'm talking to them, I'll ask them what they do. After they tell me what they do, I'm asking like, if you could have any job in the whole world, what would you do? And if it's not the same job they're doing now, or they're not working to get to there, I don't know if I want to be around them. 
Well, then let me ask you that question. If you could have one job in the entire world, what would it be? I absolutely love what I do. And it's definitely the number one for me. Um, I love what I do. I love helping families. I love the investment side of things. It's so interesting to me. A close second for sure would always be being a, this is, a, this is, this is out of left field here. I love to be a, like one of those uh, broadcasters for a college football game, like Joel Clack or Gus Johnson. Yeah. Dude, I would love that job. The more that I would be podcasting, the more I'm like, I feel like I should try and do this. <laughs> but like, you have to like, you, like you, you, you potentially have that chance. Like you got to be in football. Like you have to play football. Mm-hmm. Like that's the only way you're getting that. And like, if I, like, I'm, I'm telling you, if, if I never found out that I like real estate, like, I'm probably trying that at some point. But I, I really love what that happens. Idea. What I get, what, what, that we look at the, uh, the announcers, they have a passion for that sport there's a reason they want to do it It's like i feel like they love what they do it's not about the money now granted they try to get their money but yeah, they, make, they make good money yeah. if you get to that high but like kirk herbstreit's making a lot of money joe class making a lot of money like they're all making good money but like it they don't do it like that's not why i think they got into it i think they all got into it because they just love the sport mm-hmm. that they're in um <laughs> I forget what I was going to say. I had something else to go off that. Oh, yeah. And I, I, going off, like you said, the five, you're, you know, your five closest friends, you can, exp- like, show who you are. Another thing, like I talked about on the last episode, is try to surround yourself with pe- people who are smarter than you. Because mm-hmm. people that are smarter than you, you may feel like the dumbest one in the room. But guess what? You're the one who's learning the most in that room. Because True. you were you were surrounded by more people that are like you you have more people around you who know more than you and that's it, it sometimes sucks but it's also okay to be that dumb person in the room and you'll never know like you'll never like off like the first day or the second day like you'll never realize how much knowledge you're gaining until like you look out a year later and like the conversations you're having now or like with people that like don't like weren't in those same conversations that you were in the beginning you can now talk to them like the confidence in real estate i have now compared to what i had a year ago when i didn't know how to put a drill bit in a drill like it's, it's insane and i i the whole way i didn't like I, you don't realize that you're getting that knowledge until you look back you're like holy shit i just i actually just talked about some shit that sounded real <laughs> i actually sounded like i knew what i was talking about yeah yeah but then, like to some other people, like you said, like you, you keep surrounding yourself with smart people, you're gonna go back to that room and they're gonna make you look dumb again. Yeah. And that's okay. But yeah, 100%. Still learning. But I think with that, that's a wrap on episode 89. I can't remember. 89. It was 89 man. I'm pretty sure it's 89. Phone. Yeah, 89, because 90 is this Friday. Episode 89 of the Roughnecks podcast. Thank you, Cole, for coming. It's always weird to say your own name to somebody else. <laughs> I appreciate you having me on, man. I was I was shocked that you you asked me to be on here, but I'm I'm pumped that you did. I had to bring somebody on that had the same name as you or same name. <laughs> it's the same thing, same name as me, same name as you. But um, I'm glad it was you that uh, I could do it yeah, with. It was, Where can people uh, follow you on social media or keep up with your realtor stuff if they want to? Yeah, man. So you're gonna go to I think it's Coantle23. Is my Instagram? I gotta change that, dude. Okay, Cole Antle eleven um, is my Instagram, and then my Facebook's just Cole Antle. You'll see 
a guy in, in a in a suit looks like a douche <laughs> <laughs> says realtor real easy to spot out um but yeah post, yeah but if anybody's in the hilliard area that is listening and you need a you need somewhere to live uh i got a guy that you can hit up so definitely hit up him um, but other than that, uh, we got the spring merch drop that happened. So be sure to go get you some of that spring merch. We got plenty of new items out there. Super pumped about this drop. It hasn't happened yet as we're recording, but it's happening. So, but thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of the Roughnecks podcast. That's episode 89. And you guys know the deal. Life is hard. It's going to knock you down just like a bulldoze to a bull rider. Don't let the bull of life walk all over you. Get up. Grab the bull by the horns and take control of your life. Roughnecks, out. Thank you all for tuning in to this week's episode of the Roughnecks podcast. If you liked today's episode, then be sure to subscribe, rate, and review, and share it with a friend if you got some value from it. Head over to social media and follow the Roughnecks podcast on Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, Facebook, and subscribe to that YouTube channel. Don't forget to get you some of that merch by heading over to roughneckspodcast.com and subscribe to the newsletter while you're there. See y'all next week. Roughnecks out.